On this week's episode, my interview with Transformers fan artist Apollo continues, and we're talking toys, role models, multi-shipping, and her great commission projects that we collaborated on, including Podcaster Soundwave and an original character, Miss Attitude, inspired by my wife's Jeep. Um, and as a reminder, it's Char's birthday month. Uh, happy birthday, by the way. And she's offering 10% off orders over $25 through the end of the month in her on line shop use discount code birthday at checkout code expires on june 30th and again that's discount code birthday and check out the show notes for links to just about all of the cool stuff that we talked about and referred to uh during our conversation across these last two episodes toys earlier and i uh um i I didn't want to get too far without actually talking about the thing that the transformers is all about and that is to toys so are are you a um a collector do you uh how casual uh um do you do you collect any particular runs any particular characters um Okay, here. So I have um, two detox that are full of Transformers. Oh, my goodness. So, um, you know, and I started buying them. My first one was a third-party Megatron that was gifted to me, um, which was really cool. Um, I mostly buy official stuff, but I do have some third-party stuff. Um, Sometimes there are some characters that don't have good official figures or they're hard to find. So, um, you know, I have some third party stuff, but, um, you know, I just collect a variety. Um, I like getting the female characters cause I think, um, the one thing that's cool about the Transformers fandom, especially in the new ver- newer versions of, uh, media is that we have a lot of strong females, you know, both auto, uh, both Autobots and Decepticons, like, mm-hmm. um, so um, I do collect figures like I've got, I'll hold up some. So I actually have a bunch here. Like um, I have this Slipstream figure, one of my favorites. Um, I really like her as a character. Um, like, I don't know if you watch Cyberverse, but um, she was on that show and um, she was one of my favorites. So um, this is another good one here. Um, this is Windblade. Um, I think this is from Titans Return, that set. But this is probably like the best female figure because yeah. she looks like Windblade. Um, she can stand easily um, and she looks strong still too. They didn't, um, you know, make her super petite or anything like they tend to do. Yeah. Like I got um, this chibified third-party figure of Windblade. And I mean, she's super cute. Um, sure. But, you know, like they kind of infantilized her features, you know, yeah, made her yeah. 
little kid and it kind of and it's like well I'm gonna get this anyways because it's Windblade and um but like um I noticed that um there aren't too many good figures of jazz like official ones as far as I know and so like I have there's one coming out called Downbeat I think from Make Toys I think the um people producing that one so I'm getting one of those of him but I've got this small one. I forget who the manufacturer is of it. It's a third party of him. And it's super cool. And I get a lot of these for references to yeah. drawing because like, you know, when I was working on one of the commissions for you, I was just like, oh my God, I wish I had my figures with me. Cause that's when I was in California at yeah. the time. And like, you know, cause I'm like, I need to figure out how to do the backpack. And I'm like, <laughs> this is so frustrating for me not having my figures, but, um, you know, I um, try to stay away from masterpiece figures because I've been pretty disappointed. But the one I do like, which um, everyone seems to like, is MP10. Oh, okay. So um, I really like this figure. I think it's um, it's a good mix of realism and G1 for Optimus. Like, you know, I'd like to get the new one that came out, but I really don't want to pay the price tag on it. And the transformation sequence kind of terrifies me yeah if i if i remember correctly it took aaron like two hours to do it and he wasn't even aware of it like he was he was like posting pictures of the of his progress in the group text Mm -hmm. and when he got done i was like bro you took like two hours on that and he was arguing with me he's like no no and i'm like look at the time stamps oh my god oh my god and hopefully no paint chips because i heard that happens with that figure too gotcha um so you uh you know i am going all over the road here but you uh you had mentioned jazz earlier and um is that is that a favorite character of yours um you know he's like of the autobots he's probably one of my favorites um i actually like the decepticons a lot more overall um and um but of the autobots he's probably one of my favorites i do like optimus prime though the most on the autobot side which um you know i just think he's a really good character and um you know a role model for people too um you know, being a gentle leader, you can be a gentle, effective leader and still get things done ish. Mm -hmm. I mean, G1, you know, they're kind of inept in that, but you know, like, um, you know, um, but, um, my favorite character is actually Starscream. Ah, very good. Um, and this is a third party figure too of him. Um, I have, um, I actually don't know how many figures I have of him because um, I have some on display, but I have some in a tote too. So I don't <laughs> know. But um, I just like how sassy and confident he comes off. But then it's like, you know, he's got so many flaws and yeah. tends to act, you know, cowardly sometimes too. And um, depending on what continuing um, conversion of the um show or book that you're looking at so um you know he's just and i just love his design too you know the seekers just have such an awesome design with their wings and Mm -hmm. uh, their helms and everything so and their high heels so yes (laughs) you know (laughs) 
think, you know, they're just, they're fun. He's a fun character. And, um, you know, um, he's one of my favorites. I really like Windblade a lot too. Like, I think she's just such a good, strong female character. Um, you know, she can get things done on her own. She's smart. She's not stupid. Um, right. she's confident. Um, you know, I don't know if you've read till all are one that mm -hmm. comment, um, which is my favorite, you know, and it's got Windblade and Starscream in it. Yeah. I just, um, she's just such an inspiring character. Like, and I, um, hope that um there are more stories that focus on her because she's a really um she'd be a really good role model for people too especially you know like younger folks getting into the fandom like kids you know because it's still a kid yeah. show like you know you watch cyberverse that's for little kids mm -hmm. you know that's the target audience even though all of us fans are you know age the eight there's a huge age range of hardcore yeah. fans but you know um, I think having those role models is so important, especially for young people. Yeah, absolutely. So very cool. All right. So as, as I'm, uh, uh, going through this, uh, uh, Transformers fandom ask list, um, let me see. Um, if you Apollo were a transformer, what would your alt mode be and why? Um, okay. So I think this would be really easy, but I'd be a jet. Okay, um, sure. I I have an OC. Um, well, I have a few OCs, but one of them, um, her name's Comet, and she's a seeker. Um, and um, so, you know, I'd be a jet. Like, I just think jets are super cool. Gotcha. Um, let's see. Uh, what is your favorite uh, Transformers uh, show, game, or comic? What's, uh, what, so basically what's, quote, unquote, your Transformers? Okay. Um, you know, for the show, I was kind of wavering on that because I really like Transformers Cyberverse just because mm -hmm. it has such a diverse cast. But for me, like the one I go back to and I, I'll just have it on the backgrounds, Transformers Prime. I just think the writing for that show, the music and the voice acting is just so good. Um, even though it's like, what, 10 years old now? Like. Yeah. They did a really good job with that, and um, I think that's my that would be my favorite version of the show. Um, for the comic, um, I already said what my favorite was. It's Till All Are One uh, by Margaret Scott, and um, mm -hmm. the art's by Sarah PD. Um, I just think um, it's just such a good story. You know, it shows. Well, you know, um, you've read it, oh, so yeah. I don't spoil it, but it's like. <laughs> That one's my favorite of the comics. Um, it's just, I just think the art and the storytelling is so good. You can get so much out of it, um, you know, because it's a political drama pretty much. And, um, you know, it's just, I just, I'll go back and read that all like a lot. So, yeah. um, so I'd say those are my two favorites. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing the new Netflix show whenever that drops this month. So um, that'll be interesting to check out. Um, movies. Um, well, I like the G1 movie the most. Um, I think it's got a good soundtrack. The art is amazing overall. Um, great voice actor talent and actresses and, um, just, um, it's timeless. Like I don't, 
like I put that soundtrack on like all the time <laughs> and I'll just be like, I'm going to put that on. I want to hear the touch or, yeah. uh, you know, um, uh, or dare, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. I just, that's my favorite one. Um, of the live movies, I did like Bumblebee. I think that they, tr- they captured some of that magic of the original G1 um show in that with like kind of some of the ridiculous stuff with it but um yeah i think i covered everything huh yeah absolutely no that's awesome that's awesome so we uh um we we've told a few stories already um but uh one of the questions on here is what is your favorite transformers memory and you you can pull from whatever you like, whether it's you know it's a convention experience or a fandom experience. Um, favorite Transformers memory? Oh gosh, um, you know, like I have so many memories from the conventions. Um, so I'll, I can tell you a few. So um, at the last convention in DC, um, a bunch of my friends and I ordered pizza and picked up wine, and we. Um, took over like one of the hallways in the hotel and we bought a bunch of these throttle bots. Um, I actually could grab, um, it's, I'm a little too far away from it, but um, I have the chase figure. It's like red and it's like a little RC looking car and you okay. can drag them on the ground and shoot them off and they'll race on the ground. So we raced those on the hotel room, like, hallway and it was just so much fun you know just hanging out and you know with the friends and talking and playing games and um, we played cards against Cybertron which is like a version of cards against humanity and it's just so much fun Um, so that would be like one of my favorite memories of it Um, another one was when um, I was a kid it was when I was watching Transformers G1 as a kid and I'm like this close to the TV you know like (laughs) and my mom's just my mom comes in she's like get away from the TV you're too close and so then like I scooted back and then like she left the room and then I went back in and like was like this and um I just didn't understand why they were flying behind the mountain at the closing credits. Like, I just did not get that. Yeah. Like, where do they go? Yeah, <laughs> it's, exactly. like, it's like, yeah, where, where do they collide? Is that where the title comes from? It's all very confusing. I'm a hundred percent with you. It's still confusing as an adult. Cause it's like, wait, the, um, Autobots can fly and then they can't fly. Like, wait, Soundwave can fly, Megatron can fly, you know, or like Megatron flies with a flail, like swinging a flail in one of the episodes. It's just like, it doesn't make sense. But I'd say those are like a few of my favorite memories. But I have so many from TFCon, though, just because it's a time to see friends. So. Absolutely. And friends, both old and new, you know, it's like, you know, it's like it's, it's fostering new relationships as well as keeping current ones kindled. Uh, Again, that, uh, that con life is where it's at. I, I can't wait for the opportunity uh, to uh, travel again and get out to uh, another TF con. It's just, it's just so great. Um, So the, uh, um, uh, next thing I want to ask you is, so the, um, you know, we talked a lot about Starscream. And mm-hmm. so of the various iterations there have been, because there have been many, who is your favorite version of Starscream? 
Oh, that's hard. Um, that is really hard because there's so many versions of him that are good. Um, yeah. You know, um, I say though, like just the G1 version of him, um, you know, Chris Lotta, that was his voice actor, right? Like, yes. that's gonna, like um, so um, he uh, did such a good job defining that character with his voice. Um, you know, and sarcasm and everything and attitude that um, I think that's been the flagship for that character throughout the whole, all of them. I do like um, Steve Blum's take on Starscream 2, though, in Transformers Prime. Like, he did a really good job of um, kind of redefining that character because um, he's different. He's a little different from G1 Starscream. Yeah. Like, so... Um, he does a really good job with that performance too. Very cool. Good, uh, good stuff. So, um, I, I remember this being a, uh, a bit of a polarizing question when I asked uh, the various fan artists that I, um, well, not polarizing, uh, thought-provoking is, is probably a, a better a way of looking at it. When I met uh, various fan artists um, at uh, TFCon Toronto, um, as I, you know, we would close out and I, you know, we talked about their arts and things like that. And out of nowhere, you know, because we're all being really friendly. I was like, so um, who's your OTP? And that that got into some like table flipping and some very just like, how could you ask me that? Because, you know, part of being part of fandom is having so many at any given time. But, uh, um, uh, but Apollo, who is your favorite Transformers pairing? Oh gosh. Well, it might be obvious, but I do like um Optimus Prime and Starscream the most. So tell me more. How come? Um this all started because um someone mentioned they had a four hundred plus fanfic, page fanfic, and I read it and I was like, Oh, I can see how this works. And so like uh, um, you know, and I just then looked on archive of our own and read like all the fanfics on <laughs> with that like there were a few I avoided because just you know I just didn't want to read those ones they were like really violent but um oh sure yeah um but um yeah they're my favorite like overall you know I go back to them quite a bit so um somehow it works um, you know, a lot of the times, like in one of the fanfics I read, Starscream is actually an Autobot and he's deep undercover in the Decepticon um, ranks. Oh. And uh, yeah, and that one's really cool. That's on um, archive, archive of Our Own. And like he gets so entrenched that like he kind of just forgets that he's being a spy. But then like at the end, there's like this huge reveal and that's like all say but like you know him and optimus kind of had this thing going on still like on the down low still you know um so that was a really good take on how that could work so um there's also like in the one fanfic that i read that's like 400 pages and i don't know if there's a way to find this online and i think the author took it offline like i have a pdf of it but um she's posted well, I hope I gendered her right. I don't know, but they posted, um, I'll correct that. They posted um, other fanfics on Archive of Our Own, but um, 
In that one, um, Starscream gets captured by the Autobots. Um, and then there's this whole thing where, um, you know, they end up, Optimus, like, doesn't want to keep him caged up. And then he's like, well, you can stay in my room, you know, because I have okay. a guest room in my room. And then, like, they just get to know each other. And then, you know, <laughs> stuff happens. And there's sure. this whole of um, the prime car- consort where the prime has to pick someone to be his partner um, to um, spark merge with and um, help rule Cybertron and um, you know he does Optimus doesn't think he can ask Starscream to do that so there's his whole misunderstanding and then there's drama and you know 400 plus pages later oh my goodness but um yeah it's a really good um fanfic i think it's called translated thus um i'll have to look back on it but i've read it a few times so that's what got me into that shift though and now i'm kind of been on this train and you know i'll draw you know starscream with wind blades i do like that ship too and mm-hmm. i do like optimus with alita one like that's a classic ship and i do think they're good together too um You've probably heard the term multi-shipper. Have you heard that? I have, but uh, since it's somebody's first episode, why why don't we explore that a little bit? Well, that's someone who you can have um, a lot of different favorite ships involving like different characters or like, you know, my OTP's Optimus and Starscream, but I will draw fan art and fan read fanfics of Starscream and Windblade, for instance, because Mm -hmm you know, I can see that relationship happening too. And I like that one or like, um, you know, I am a big fan of enemies to lovers. Like I do like Windblade and Slipstream together too. Like I think oh, that's yeah, a yeah. Ship. So, um, you know, especially from the Cyberverse um, universe. So, um, you know, there's just so many ways where you could pair up these different characters finding like the connections. Like, um, I don't know if you played um, this video game account years ago. It's called Star Ocean, the second story for PlayStation 2. But um, you could pair up, like, the main characters with, like, any of the characters depending on your interactions with them, like the other characters throughout the game. And, um, you know, I just think it's really cool in in the Transformers realm to, like, you you know, explore, like, well, what about, you know, Soundwave and Jazz or... Soundwave and Megatron, you know, which is a very obvious one, you know, it's just really interesting um, seeing how those ships can work, you know. Um, So that's what a multi-shipper is. I hope that made sense. That that totally makes sense. See, I'm getting it slowly and painfully and surely, but I'm I'm getting it. (laughs) So that's uh, that's awesome. Thank you, uh, thank you for explaining uh, uh, some of that. Because because again, I'm just I'm on this quest to learn stuff. It's it's just it's it's fun talking about it, and it. for me as somebody that's been a lifelong fan of this franchise and this brand, it gives me really kind of like hidden treasure. You know, it's, it's just like there's whole other arms of folks that are passionate about this fandom that 
I didn't even know about until like two years ago. So it's, it's fun to explore uh, some of those new corners, even if, um, you know, some of those new corners aren't specifically for me. I, I've learned that it's okay for material to not be for you and still enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and those, and those spaces, uh, definitely have a right to exist and, and it's, and it's incredible that they do exist. And again, that's one of the things that makes things so incredible about, about Transformers as a franchise, but also as a fandom as well. You've heard what Mike thinks. Now tell him what you think on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Mike Cyber Radio. Um, so before uh, uh, before we close out, I, I wanted to uh, talk about a couple uh, a couple other quick things. I wanted to talk about uh, some of the the commissions that um, that you've worked on uh, uh, that that we've kind of worked on uh, collaboratively. So when um, uh, when you had mentioned that you had commission slots opened uh, again, I was I was very excited um, because like like we talked about earlier um i i was kind of i was kind of jealous of that uh galvatron piece that that yeah. Aaron got commissioned from you i was like mm-hmm. i want to get something like that too and i've uh i i've I've had a podcaster sound wave done, um, done a couple times, but one of, one of my favorite things is, um, giving an artist an idea and just letting them put their own stamp and their own style on it. So when we were talking about commissions, you know, that, that was an easy one for me was, you know, it's like, you know, a radio host sound wave. And I I'd like to kind of talk about, um, the collaborative process between uh, somebody that's uh, soliciting commissions and kind of the artist, because for me at least, the the whole perspective of getting these style of commissions is relatively new uh, for me. Um, so, um, I, I guess for me at least, it, it was um, it, it was really cool working with you in that, like you know, I, I would give you an idea. And then you would come back and say, well, are you thinking more this? Are you thinking that? And, uh, you know, through kind of like uh, a lot of, you know, screenshots and a lot of uh, uh, behind the scene text, you know, we kind of landed on what the idea was going to be. Is is that process common when uh, when you do uh, commissions for uh, for existing characters? Um, for me, it is. Um, I like to communicate with people, and I think this kind of comes from my day job too. Working with um, internal customers um, is that I like to keep people updated on projects, and um, especially something that's so personal like artwork. Um, I want to make sure that whoever is commissioning me to do art that they're happy with it and I'd rather get a lot of early on input from someone and make sure it's the right path rather than finish it and be like here you go you know yeah yeah. Um, you know and I like to give people updates because that's something I like too is I like to know where the progress is on things and that I think that just has a part of like I like project management too so um but, um, yeah, I tend to do a lot of back and forth with my clients. Um, 
you know, cause I, they're involved in this process too, in my opinion, you know, cause they're reaching out to me for something that they want created and I want to be something that's good, you know, high quality, but it's something that they wanted to not just, you know, like, um, something that I wanted to draw, you know, yeah. but like, um, sound waves, awesome to draw. Like I love drawing him. I wish I'd get more commissions of him. Cause he's just, he's just fun. Like he's a fun design, yeah. um, you know? So, um, yeah. And then in regards to like OCs now, but that's just a lot more work because you're designing a character from the ground up. Yep. So that's one where it's like, you do need that input, like a, like a lot of input from the client because you know, you're designing this from the ground up. It's like, well, how is this going to work? You know, what's their alt mode, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah piece of kibble gonna go or is it gonna go and like fold over or go in the subspace like you know you have to think about how that character is going to um transform or i guess they want us to use the word convert i don't know didn't real like start using the word convert a few years ago um mm. but anyways you know like you have to think about like how they're going to transform you know from all their alt mode to their root mode so yeah. um you know, it's just a lot more thought involved with that. But um, it's a fun process. It does take a long time, as you saw. Um, yeah. You know, but um, I think it's a really rewarding process too to design a Transformers character from the ground up. Like that is just super cool. And um, you know, people who've actually done it for canon. You know, like I think Alex Milnes designed a few characters. Like he made Tarn. Um, I think that's just super cool to design a character from the um, ground up like that. Gotcha. So, uh, you know, you, you had mentioned the difference between um, established characters and OCs, original uh, characters, and that, that'll bring me to the next piece I'm going to share. And, you know, <laughs> uh, so Soundwave was just kind of like the thing that's like, well, yeah, I, I'd like to get something on the books. Let's just get something now. Um, it's something that's really easy, but I've got this other idea that you know maybe it's not right now maybe it's later um but my uh uh my wife lucky she uh she drives a jeep wrangler and she loves her jeep uh you know anybody that follows me on on socials probably sees a lot of us hanging around in the jeep i don't drive it it's her jeep but <laughs> yeah. um yeah it, it's it, it definitely is and so i got to thinking it's like well what if we tried to take her Jeep and make it into a transformer? And, uh, you know, after uh, um, a lot of uh, discussion and pre-planning and stuff we'll talk about in a moment, but um, I think we have the um, uh, original character reference sheet that we are going to uh, reveal here exclusively on the live stream. So there she is. There is Miss Attitude. Um, so um, basically, this is this is modeled on uh, Lucky's uh, uh, Jeep Wrangler, as I mentioned. And from there, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's so many stories we can tell because it feels like we spent. Um, a lot of time and discussion on just certain uh, design um, aspects of it. Um, but really, I guess in a sense, um, 
I, I don't even know where to start. Um, could you could you talk about perhaps uh, your side of you know kind of like taking on this project from from some dude into uh, you know with with like a couple fractures of ideas and and making a fully fleshed brand new um, original character which she's awesome by the way I I cannot gush enough about uh, about this character I I just I, I love everything about her thank you no she was really fun to design with you um, you know um, when you approached me and you're like hey I want you to design an OC based off my wife's car and you sent the pictures you know I started thinking right then and there about the design i'm like well okay so we're talking about a, ve a car vehicle you know first of all so you know i started thinking about what characters existed already you know and hound existed you know as um you know because he's a jeep too mm -hmm. and um you know but you know and i like his design but i wanted to like add something that'd be fun to it which you know um like Prowl has door wings and I think door, wing, door wings are super cool on um, the um, ground pounders. That's a yes. nickname for, um, you know, the, um, the, the ground vehicles. So, um, you know, so I threw that idea. I was like, we need to incorporate those in there somehow. So, um, you know, I think the back and forth with you really helped, you know, the brainstorming, like I mm -hmm. tend to draw, like you saw, like my super rough sketch. I'm like, Hey, this is what I'm kind of thinking. What do you think? Before I even started this character reference sheet, because these take a lot of time to do. And it's like, yeah. you know what, I'm just going to do like my, you know, side messy sketch of planning to send to you first, you know, we can like, you know, go back to the drawing board on that multiple times until we get that right before I go through this whole process. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and from there we were able to really work out like the back part because um, that was really challenging for me, especially like at the time, you know, one of the reasons why I buy all these figures is so I have references to draw from, Yeah. you know, and get ideas from. And I, ha I did not have any of my references at all. And, you know, and the one character I was thinking of where, you know, was Road Rage, which I yeah. have figure right here. And I'll know if you can see her but um you know i was thinking about well maybe her back would be um a good idea for this yeah. this is the piece um, which is a good one i'm really glad i got her you know but then we realized you know her backpack's so big it wouldn't work for um miss attitude so you know it's like well, let's compact the backpack on her you know and put the spare tire behind it so it's like a part of her back, you know, almost like Optimus's backpack. I think, um, like his backpack, you know, it's more compact like this, you know, everything's yeah. kind of compact like that. And I think that works better for Miss Attitude because I see her as, you know, like in the front lines, just yeah. like, smashed up, you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, and, um, and that color, the blue color is just so beautiful for the car. Like I was really looking forward to the coloring part of this commission. And um, I love the touch of, um, I added the decal on there. I don't know if you, you, you saw that. But oh, like, I, I sure did. I, then, I'll, I'll confess, I did miss it at first. 
Uh, but then I, uh, I, I looked closer at it in like a higher resolution uh, um, image. And I think folks at home can see that. But, uh, and, and, and I don't have a uh, comparison shot, but in the, on the inside of all four doors of, of the Jeep, there's this, uh, this uh, misattitude uh, decal. Uh, one, of, uh, one of our neighbors uh, made, that, made that for her. And um, so uh, what, one of the things about uh, uh, Jeep drivers is apparently when you buy a Jeep Wrangler, it comes with an attitude. Oh. <laughs> and that's uh that's very much a thing and it's just like you know when she drives it she becomes a different person i was like ooh, ooh. i mean i i'm here for it in a big bad way but yeah it's like ooh, this is different i like this yeah <laughs> um, but yeah like with the uh um the backpack here it, it is so funny because i think of every other um Oh, and you had the the um, twelve man sticker on there. As yeah, well. I just now noticed that. Go <laughs> like, Seahawks! I uh, I totally missed that. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much for including that. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, we I I think more than anything else, we spent so much time on this backpack because it's like, where does the tailgate go? Where does the windshield go? Because you know you you were holding up a road rage earlier, and then it's like. Um, cause I mean, she's got, she's got a lot of different influences and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of hound, there's, uh, there's some prowl, there's, uh, there's a lot of road rage. Um, so she's, uh, she's very much original like that. And yeah, we just, we just couldn't quite figure out what the right backpack was because even with like masterpiece hound or even like alternators hound, you know, the, the back is very, unremarkable there there's just really nothing there so uh but yeah after a little bit of collaboration we uh solved the problem of you know kind of like having the the spare tire and the tailgate there as well as the the flip down uh, uh windscreen which i i think is is very very cool and a cool way to uh um solve that problem uh which uh, which really kind of brings me to like one of the one of the last things and i i don't i don't even remember how we landed on this but the the thing with uh with our with the jeep is that you know you you can take the the canopy off you know the the top and the back and it's modular and you know so we we often uh uh drive around town topless uh during the <laughs> summer um so i i was starting to think it's like well what do we do with that? Where, where does that go? Does that just kind of become back kibble? Does it, you know, maybe hang on the legs? Because again, with, with the other uh, hound molds that we, that we were looking at for reference, there's no canopy. It's a, it's an open Jeep. So it's like, what are we going to do? So that's, that's kind of where we landed on this um, uh, shield idea, which I, I think is, is, a really cool solution and i think that's a and uh mild spoilers for a um upcoming piece that's uh that that um accessory is going to come into place for uh uh for another piece uh that you're working on that again i just i saw a rough today and i'm really excited for uh for how that's uh for that's going to go and i'm really excited to share it but but yeah mm. i just i i i really enjoy this uh this entire process i've um you know like of of commissions i've had done before i i've never done anything on this scale 
where you know there there's these ongoing conversations with uh, the artist it's usually been very similar to the first commission you did for me where it's like hey I like Soundwave but could you put a microphone in front of his face I, mm. I that'd be really cool but yeah this is this this is so cool thank you so much for your hard work on it it's so great Oh, you're welcome. Well, you know, like, especially with an OC, it's so personal. Um, you know, I think there just needs to be, this in my opinion, that level of commitment and time put into planning some, an original character like this. Like with Soundwave, he's already an established character. So it's like, oh, I know what he's like, you know, like attitude wise. Yeah, stuff. yeah. When he said G1 Soundwave, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. I know that guy, you know, but like Miss Attitude, you were just through this whole process figuring out what this character was going to even be like, mm -hmm. you know, even though we didn't really talk about like, you know, what her actual personality is just from her name, you can kind of surmise what she's going to be like, but you know, we've kind of established that she's this warrior type character, you know, she's got this shield and then this commission this third commission i'm working on for you of her you know where she's actually like in a battle like mm -hmm. that's um you know it's really cool seeing how this character came from the idea of i want you know my wife's jeep as a transformers character to this actual character yeah and and that and that basically yes mike yeah, it's it's so much fun. It's it's just really really cool, and so I mean that's it's an incredible experience. So in a sense, that's kind of where I bring in the the elbow jabbing hard sell type of thing. And you're uh, you're currently accepting commissions, right? Yeah, um, I have four slots open right now because I only take five at a time, especially because I've got. Um, zine work going on like I'm doing two zines you know contributing two zines now so um I've got four slots open if anyone wants to sign up um you can dm me on um twitter or instagram I think most people though are on twitter um you know who are probably watching this um at robopolo um I also have an online store open at Big Cartel. I just relisted all my Fanime, or not Fanime Con, see, I'm going back in time, like <laughs> uh, my TF Con merch, because the convention got canceled, and I don't know if it's going to even happen this year. So um, I've got coloring books, I've got buttons, like this knockout one here. I don't know if you can see that, but um, yeah, yes. like but, um also prints for sale there and I'm doing a sale right now because it's my birthday month so um, I think it's 10% off anything that's over $25 in purchased so um, you can check that out there's a link on my Twitter um, profile for that Awesome. And I'll include a note in the show notes as well. Um, that's, uh, that's incredible. That, that is just fun stuff. That's, uh, you know, be, being a content creator myself in my own way with my goofy podcast, I, I haven't made the leap yet to something that I can actually have somebody buy from me. Like, you know, like, like I just, I, I'm endlessly fascinated with like, you know, buttons and stickers and prints. And I just, I just think it's so cool. And it, and it's one of the, the funnest ways to connect with, uh, uh, with a fan and with an artist. I, I just, I, I, I love that whole, um, uh, arm of the, of the fandom. It's great. 
it's pretty exciting. So, um, you know, we, uh, you know, when we were chatting earlier about how long we were going to chat and I've, uh, I've taken us way over time because, you know, we, we talked about earlier, I could, I could talk for hours, but, um, but our, uh, our time is growing short. Um, before, uh, before we part ways for now, though, I would like to ask you the same three questions that I ask every uh, independent artist that I have on for uh, these artist spotlight episodes and so uh frequent offenders and listeners of the podcast know what i'm going to ask but it's it's kind of like what uh has been affectionately referred to as the job interview uh, questions it's uh it's three basic questions one being uh what has been your biggest challenge as an artist uh two what's the ultimate direction for your art aka what's the dream and then finally uh, what advice you would have for folks that want to pursue their own uh, creative interests. So let's go all the way back around. And um, what's, what's been your biggest challenge as, uh, as an artist? Um, being a Transformers artist is very rewarding, but it's very challenging because drawing robots is hard. <laughs> I think the biggest challenge for me has been... Um, doing more dynamic poses, like something that I'm going to be picking up again is drawing more sequential work um, and do short comics. Like um, I did a Windblade Starscream like one page thing, like I think at the end of last year, early this year, um, you know, and I want to do some more of that because, um, you know, I want to work more on different angles um, and like the depth, um, for the characters and stuff and especially backgrounds. Um, mm -hmm. I think backgrounds are like a lot of artists weaknesses and um, I want more practice doing that and incorporating that into my artwork. Um, so I'd say like working on the perspective, depth perspective, um, more dynamic angles and then um, yeah, backgrounds. So it's kind of like three things. Those are like the yeah. three things. I want to improve this year. Um, I'm talking with um, someone on Discord because um, I don't want to write like a comic because I hate, well, I don't hate writing, but it just, it's a lot harder for me. And so yeah. I've gotten, I've got an idea for like a little short comic and I want, um, you know, them to help me with the writing part of it um, and planning it out. So talking with them about it, hopefully something comes from that. But, um, yeah, um, I want to work more on that. And then um, I would like to do some official work for um, either IDW or Hasbro, like maybe do a cover, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, or contribute some pages once I get to that point of being good enough to do that. I still think I have a ways to go to do that um, for like interiors, but um, I would like to contribute officially to the fandom, you know, to actually like be a part of the canon stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, so that's what I'd like to do. Um, I don't think I'd want to do it full time though, because I do really like my daytime job. Um, yeah. But it'd be something I would definitely do on the side. Um, and then um, I think your third question was about like what advice 
was yes. it? And, and that's and and um not not to uh put any undue pressure, but that is my favorite question to ask folks because I get so many different answers and so many great answers. Um so yeah, basically what advice would you have for anybody that wants to uh pursue their own artistic interest? Um, well, especially if you want to start drawing transformers, you've got to be really patient with yourself and give yourself time to grow and learn how to draw them. Um, they're really hard to draw. Um, even now for me, sometimes it's really hard for me to draw them. You know, I'm in my thirties and, um, you know, I have to wear a wrist brace sometimes. I'll actually put it on so you can see it. Um, sure. You know, just because oh, of wow. the mouse work I do and stuff, and I have to wear this sometimes. I usually wear it when I'm working, but um, when I'm drawing, I usually wear it too. So, um, you know, you just have to be really patient with yourself and practice. They're hard to draw. Transformers are super hard to draw. There are so many artists that won't draw mecha or, um, you know, robots because yeah. they are hard to draw. Like, if you know, I went to um, KimoriCon last year in portland and there were artists taking commissions but like they were all afraid to draw mecca so you know um you know you're going into something very niche it's really hard to um get to get good at it so just practice look at your figures for references look at your favorite artists um you know an artist that actually helped me get better as i studied casey collar's work um because his work has a lot of depth to it um and some i don't know how he does it but every single time his characters just look spot on like you know i've gotten commissions from him i got this super awesome optimist from him and it's just he knows how to add so much depth to his characters that um i study that to like yeah. try to add more depth um and just practicing it just you know, I'll draw stuff now and it's like, oh, this is garbage. You know, you guys don't see a lot of the stuff I pose or that I do because it's just, you know, sometimes you're having an off day or, um, you know, it's just not looking right. You know, you just got to keep drawing and don't give up. Don't stop. Mm -hmm. um, I try to draw at least every three days because I just don't want to get out of the habit of drawing again because, you yeah. know, I went for like seven years where I didn't draw. So just, you know, and don't get discouraged too. Like the Transformers community is pretty positive. Like we don't, I'd say a lot of people in it don't judge. Like, um, and if you're just getting out into the world with drawing, like a lot of people, as long as it's got their favorite character in it, it's good. It doesn't need to be the best thing in the, you know, the most rent, highly rendered perfect thing in the world and um also just don't be a perfectionist yeah. um that's something i struggle with um throughout my whole life is being perfectionist at everything and i've had to learn to let go on that and that's what i've had to do with this with this too it's okay to not be perfect it doesn't have to be perfect for it to be done your artwork and you know and you always have an opportunity to go back and rework it if you really want to or create something new that'll be even better so 
Very cool. Awesome. I, I, I love it. Well, uh, it has been an absolute pleasure getting to know you better and hearing all of your, uh, all your great stories and especially the stories behind the art. I, I, I love that. That's, that's, Honestly, the reason why I do this podcasting thing, because it's like, tell me your story, tell me about your thing, you know, that, that, that kind of thing. And it's just, it's, it's just always great fun. Um, before, uh, before we close out, um, last question, is there anyone you would like to uh, acknowledge or give any special shout outs to uh, before, uh, before we get out of here? Oh gosh, I should have like made a list of people. Right. That I didn't think of it. Um, I'm going to shout out my favorite artist, which is Sarah PD. Like you are super awesome and amazing. I don't know if you're going to watch this, but, um, I really admire your work and, um, you know, thank you for being such an inspiring artist, you know, like I'm really inspired by your work. Um, I like to also, let me see who else do I want to shout out? Um, I want to shout out my friends at both the podcasts of More Than Meets the Pod, Kit and Harper. You ladies are amazing. Keep up the fun podcasts, and I'm learning a lot of stuff, and ships in a hat. I dig it. <laughs> it, it is my favorite thing. I mean, yeah. again, it's not for me, but it, it is my favorite thing. I love it. Yeah. And then just like, um, the, the APDC guys, thank you so much for doing what you do. Um, I always look forward to seeing more or hearing more episodes and it's, it'll be cool once we all can hang out again at, you know, the next TFCon, whenever that actually happens. Um, trying to see if there's anyone else. You know, just um, the Transformers community in general, like, uh, you know, all my mutuals on Twitter, you are all amazing people. Um, you know, you're just such a good community, the people that I'm mutuals with, and um, keep on creating and being a um, positive and supportive environment for all of us. You know, it's just, it's just really cool being a part of that community and I could list a ton of people like there's um constant scribbles as I mentioned doom spoon earlier my friend Erica just just on and on and on like <laughs> you know, just, there's so many so much talent in this community and um let's keep up the good work and support each other and keep working towards our goals so Absolutely. Well, uh, again, Char, this has been uh, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, could you uh, let folks know one more time where we can find you out on the internet and how we can connect with you on the social medias? Cool. Well, um, I'm on um, Twitter and Instagram at RoboApollo. Um, so you can find me on there. The link to my shop, my online shop is in um, the bios on both of those sites um, or on my profiles. So just click there and check it out. And um, yeah, as Mike said earlier, I am open for commissions. So um, please sign up because I'm doing this for fun. I am not, you know, if I were to figure out per hour what I'd be making doing commissions, it would be very low. So, um, you know, this is a passion of mine and, um, yeah. So just hit me up on my DMS. So <laughs> <laughs> very cool. All right. Well, again, uh, thank you so much. That was awesome. And, uh, um, any, uh, uh parting thoughts? Um, Hmm. 
Well, um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I'm wondering when you're going to be doing a um, cross collaborative episode with APDC and uh, More Than Meets the Pod. Like, when oh are you my gosh. Combined forces. I don't know if the world is ready for the APDC, MTMTP, and MSRP mega yeah. crossover. I mean, because that that's what. So there's there's three of them, there's two yeah. of them, and there's me. So that's six people and a lot of big personalities. So yeah. Yeah, we will. We may have to do something like extra, extra special. Maybe like break it up in a crossover between like each of our shows or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited. We we haven't hammered down a date yet, but um, uh, I am going to connect with uh, Kit and Harper this summer, uh, probably mm-hmm. mid July, and and that's that's going to be uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then I uh, I just recently did. Uh, something with the um, most of the APDC guys. We did another uh, script reading for Transformers Reanimated. Oh, nice! Uh, that 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 uh, fan fiction uh, project that that Greg and Yoshi are doing. Um, and uh, I, I don't think it's published yet, but it'll be um, issue number nine, uh, which is called uh, "Down Under Blunders," and. Uh- and we uh, we uh, try our hands some more successfully than others, and uh, it's it's very Australian. It's basically kind of like the origin of Outback in uh, in G one, and uh, you know, and the battle chargers show up, uh, run about and run amok, and it's uh, it, it was it was tons and tons of fun. Uh, but yeah, I so more or less, I'm just kind of trying to brainstorm what that six part crossover would, uh, would look like. So yeah, I'd say let's throw it out to the audience, you know, folks out there on Twitter, what, a what ambitious project would, uh, would you like us to talk about? And you know what, now, now that we're talking, I, I do have half of an idea because mm-hmm. something I've realized in my conversations with Harper, uh, with regards to that, uh, commission fic, I learned she hasn't seen Transformers the movie. What? I know. And I'm just like, how are we even friends? I don't understand. <laughs> but um, it, and it's interesting because the, um, the uh, uh, scream wave uh, sounds, uh, uh, yeah, I, I forget what ship name we called it. But anyway, that, that fic, there's, there's a post movie sequel that I pitched her on. I'm like, well, but you can't start it until after you watch the movie. So we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I would, I would like to think it's gotta be something related to the 86 movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, so we'll uh, yeah. Anyway, let us know. Hit us up. Uh, you can find me out on Twitter at Mike Seibert Radio, as well as on Facebook and uh, Instagrams. The spelling on that is S E I B E R T, exactly the way it sounds. <laughs> and that uh, and that will do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on the live stream and listening to the podcast. Uh, but if you'd like to listen to my podcast, Mike Seibert Radio, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, Google podcast spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can always check out the full show archive out on soundcloud like share rate and review the show let us know what you'd like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future mike cybert radio is produced by dave sanders and is powered by Poddex. for mike cybert radio my name is mike uh, my name is char 
or Robo Apollo on Twitter. And until next time, wash your hands and make good choices. Wear your mask too. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production.